Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again. East Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 250. They will be talking about TV, including The Flight Attendant, Slow Horses, and Moon Knight. Movies including White Hot, Everything, All at Once, The Northman, and Brute Force. And as always, The Week in Sports, The Week in Bunko and Collecting, Weekly Star Wars Moment, and a Weekly Random Movie and Song Recommendation. But before I go any further, it's the Nez! That's everything, everywhere, all at once, also uh, nine bullets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're going to have to start off on... Congratulations! Yeah, congratulations. We're going to have to start with sports because of all these people going crazy and protesting and throwing shit on the field in New York and our, I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, going wild. All, yeah, well, we roughed up the Rangers uh, two to zero. <laughs> I know that. But I was like, damn, what the hell's happening? Everyone's just going nuts. Oh, no. Yeah, the one thing I can explain is uh, Minnesota Timberwolves owner, um, I guess, is involved with, like, uh, chicken farming, too. And he had, like, some virus go happen at, like, his farms or something like that instead of, like, dealing with it and treating with it. Like, he, like, eradicated like the whole lot of them. So obviously like animal rights activists are very upset with this. So in the play in game that the Timberwolves played against the Clippers, we, you had a lady try to run and glue her hands onto the floor. They almost immediately were able to get her right away. I don't know what she had or how she got it in there, but uh, it wasn't uh, that strong. She was barely there. Like, at all and they were able to clean it up rather quick and then the i think it was the first game of the uh, memphis series and it was in memphis though but they were there protesting the timberwolves owner and somebody tried to like chain themselves around the backboard stanchion and so that was a thing. So I guess for game four, was it? Yeah, for game four in Minnesota, because the series got tied 2-2, um, there was somebody like lurking right by the court and security like had their eyes on it. The weird thing to me about that clip I sent you was like, if they were so aware, why didn't they like, move her out of the area. You can't just hang out by the court like that. So it was kind of weird that they didn't like 
take her down before she made her move to the court because the security guard had her eyes. As soon as she made the move to the court, he went in, took her down quickly out of it. But uh, yeah, it's all about, uh, yeah, Timberwolves owner Glenn Taylor, what he did on his uh, farm. Um, I don't know how much those tickets are to sit right. that to sit that close because it's they don't just they don't just don't <laughs> let you go down there. You gotta right, have right. They, they, you gotta show them uh, your ticket that you you're sitting way down there. She was what third row, fourth row, maybe I don't remember. Right, right. And yeah, they must have been watching her. She was probably uh, acting suspicious. That's probably oh, why they sure. sent that security guard there because I watched that video over and over. And yeah. he was sitting right there waiting. He was ready, ready. Because as soon as she sprung into action, he just don't jumped up. Yep. Boom. I don't think anyone even knew what the hell was happening. Right. Honestly, I had the game on and I missed that moment. Like, they barely mentioned it and the game continued. I didn't see it till it was on, like, social. <laughs> yeah, because they jumped on her, grabbed her, hello, dude, just grabbed her and just drug her off. Yeah, and even, and even the players. Like I said, I had the game on too. <laughs> the players are like, "What? What the f?" And yeah. all right, whatever, game on. And I, again, I've always said the protests do what you want, but you guys yeah. must have deep pockets, especially to go to these. Yeah. games. these aren't just regular games. Yeah, and it turns out I, I I heard the glue person, the first person came all the way out from California to that Minnesota game to do that too. So, wow. <laughs> it was like nobody was successful. Yeah, they got onto the court, but they you get handled with quick. I mean, you guys need to think, yeah. think about what you're doing. I'm not saying don't do it, yeah. but, I mean, just think about how much time and, you have. Th think of plan it a little better. You're not planning it because you're – yeah, yeah, trying to glue yourself, there's no glue that sticks to you that fast. And, and like, uh, your your message, like, doesn't reach. Also, when these things happen, the camera almost always cuts away because they try to, like, actually discourage this happening. They won't give you the TV time. So... A lot of times, yeah. it, these videos that come out are like in in stadium, like fan cameras, and like I said, the uh, chain, the wrap around the chain uh, person, she threw uh, like some flyers, and it was highly unimpressive. They landed all in like one stack. They, I, I think she imagined they were going to flutter and fly all over the arena. Instead, they hit the floor and like landed in a stack. <laughs> It was I mean, like, yeah, these guys are okay. they're not really thinking on what they're what they're doing. No. I, I understand and I support your cause, but really, I mean, other than the camera's gonna go away, the camera isn't gonna stay on you maybe a second. And then because I mean they always do this. Guys run on the field at football games or yeah, baseball always. games or this this big soccer things when the World right. Cup and all that going on. I mean they They'll show it later during the, the sports wrap, but like actual live game, they're gonna they're gonna move away and start yep, talking yep. about something. So it's just yeah. My favorite, uh, you should look this up on YouTube. Uh, Kevin Harlan uh, 
uh, he, I think it was uh, during a Niners game. He, somebody ran on the field and he started uh, narrating like if he was like calling like a football run. He was like, oh, there's a fan on the field. He breaks to the 40, to the 30. He's drunk. He like goes on and on. It's it's really funny, but what's what's funniest about it is they don't give that guy the TV time. And while he's saying this, they're showing like players on the sidelines and the crowd. They're not showing the actual guy during what 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 the announcer's saying. <laughs> All right, here it is. Yeah. They're not even showing it. They're showing the sidelines. Now the players. <laughs> the ca- yeah, the camera's not even showing it. Everyone's just standing there. They're showing the coach walk back and forth. They got him. Yeah, they don't. Oh, they tackle him at the 40 yard line. They don't even show anything. I mean, I know. And that's what always happens, like that kind of thing. But you rarely get a person like Kevin Harlan. He's one of my favorites. Like, I love his, like, description of stuff. Normally, that's the game, but I loved he did that for that fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they. Cool. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Here's another video. Yeah, they show that guy run by with the red shirt, but then um, the camera doesn't even follow him. Uh, right. There's there's somebody in the stand <laughs> filming it now from up pretty high. Oh, multiple angles. Yeah, this dude just runs right past all the players. Uh, <laughs> he's on 20. He's cutting on the 10, going back 20, 30. <laughs> Uh, he's hitting the 40. Boom. <laughs> Two security guards. Grab Blasted. <laughs> I like when the players get involved. Um, yeah. I've seen yeah. players like either I've trip seen. them or like just clothesline them or something. I mean, yeah. th- this type of stuff happens even even at wrestling events. I mean, there's one that's like a classic one. It was um, uh, Stone Cold against Triple H. This was way, way back in the 90s. Uh, Triple H was the heel and uh, Stone Cold was the face and some dude jumped in the ring. Um, it looks like Triple H got put down. No, no, no. Um, Stone Cold. No, Stone Cold. Uh, he took out Triple H and then the, that dude jumped in the ring really quick and Triple H just sprung into action and just started <laughs> whooping on this fool. Look this video up. Wow. He slams him on the ground and just starts socking him and punching him. Uh, I can't remember the ref's name. The ref was even getting in some kicks and some hits. And then more, secu- <laughs> more security that's, that's jumped That's in. what they call the uh, attitude era, right? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't um, like uh, Raw or SmackDown. It was at a house show. Uh, like one of the oh, ones we okay. do. It was like that. Right, somebody right. just happened to film it. it it's crazy. I mean... <laughs> You, if you do stuff like this and you get plowed, that's your own fault. But you got to expect it. I like the guys that, I mean, it's fun. I've seen it before. I mean, they, when the guys are fast and they can duck and dodge the security, but that's only for a minute. <laughs> I saw one guy um, get on the field, run all the way across, jump back over into the seats and running. But by the time he got there, they got him. But he at least made it all the way across without anyone grabbing him. But Right. 
going to uh, been on a field. You better have been on a field not for like that, but for like we won the game, like charge the field type thing. You ever experienced anything like that? No, I mean they stopped doing all that by the time I was going to sport events. I mean, if everyone would have rushed the field when when we won the World Series, if I was there, uh, shit, I would have. But um. I wasn't a high early two thousands. I was with Joel and I think Steve Greer was there also. And, uh, we were at a UNR UNLV game. So big rivalry game and UNR won. So like, it was like gonna happen. Like everybody like posted up, like on the like fence to like fall down to the field. And, uh, my experience in it was like, the 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 drop was a lot. It felt a lot harder, and it was like longer than I expected. I was like, oh, I hit the ground. I was on my feet, and then you started going, and then once you hit like the players, and you're in the thing, like you're like stuck. Like you got to keep jumping ah, to like stay up, and it's like it's almost like now now you're trying to just jump and be in it to uh, keep safe. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just uh, idiots. That was the, the one time. One time. That was the one time I experienced something like that. <laughs> and you know, it's pretty. That's you know, Reno's pretty small town. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but um, we're gonna take it over to to the East Coast to the boogie the boogie down Bronx. Um, yeah. The uh, Yankees taking on the uh, Cleveland Guardians, Indians, whatever you want to call them. I'm the sports Guardians. guys. The sports guys. <laughs> he called them the Indians, <laughs> but yeah, they're the Guardians. But anyway, I mean, you guys, if you've seen the footage, uh, it was a walk off, and the uh, Yankees won. But all the fans. I mean, I understand, man. I've talked shit to to, to other players on on the other teams, but. I've never thrown anything at them. Um, not like this. I mean, I've thrown things before, but not like in uh, at players that are up close. I mean, I've, I've thrown stuff that, that has gotten onto the field. That was when I was a much younger kid. But these guys start yelling at the um, the 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 Cleveland uh, players. These guys are all in our right field and. They're just throwing things, yelling back. Who knows? There's, there's no audio of any of what they're yelling. But the um, there's beer beer cans, beer bottles, the, the plastic ones, and then cups and water bottles and everything getting thrown. The only one who really got hit was the um, uh, one of the the umpires. He was like his back was to them, trying to push every way, and he got hit in the back. But everyone's over there throwing stuff. They all ran out there to pull away. The uh, the Guardian guys, a couple of them got close, but then uh, some of the Yankees players, I don't know any of these players' names, but they ran over there and was trying to, it like, was come on, Stan- come on. It was Stanton and Judge, which are the two main Yankees. It was, uh, yeah, Judge and Stanton. I mean, regular security ran out there, too, and they're just trying to, like, oh, come on, guys, what are you guys doing? And, um. Hey, cheer for your team, yeah, and but don't be an asshole like this. It wasn't like it was the World Series or anything, but but even still, I mean, yeah, these guys are here to to play for you guys to enjoy. You. And I don't know how much these tickets are to be sitting there, but 
there's going to be in a big investigation and they're going to try to use uh, technology to see if they can uh, get some of these. You, I don't think they'll get everybody. You can clearly see the ones that are up in the front throwing things, but the, the ones that are coming from way in the back, yeah, yeah, you got to watch that. But I don't know how – I've been to Yankee Stadium twice, but I never really looked over here to see how this is. I was thinking, man, they should have just blocked off that section with security guards and let nobody's leaving until we yeah. figure this out. I think right, that would have right. been a way to do it, but I'm, I don't know. I don't, I don't work there. But uh, either way, I mean, nobody got hurt, but um, which is a good thing. I mean, I, I understand the fans just being fans. And but I don't condone yeah, throwing things when they're happen. they're that close to you. Like, what if you would have hit one of these guys in the face? Because so much was coming, and you and you could you can only see in, in so many directions. But um, I don't know. This was it was just a bunch of assholes um, yeah. just being just being assholes uh, at a baseball game. It yeah. sucks. Will it ever happen again? Of course, it'll happen again. <laughs> But I mean, uh, I feel like stuff happens. Well, it, I remember talking when fans came back to the NBA last playoffs. It seemed like things went really crazy. Like people were just pent up from being away for so long. Like people were acting out like last year, last playoffs. Uh, better this year so far. But uh, yeah, it was like extreme last year. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. How are the Warriors doing? Pretty good. Uh, up 3-1 now in the series. They had a chance to close today. They didn't do it. Uh, makes sense, though. It was on Denver's home court. They've got a, who's about to be the reigning two-time now MVP at Nikola Jokic. So it would have been very shocking, actually, to get the sweep, especially when you look across the league. Nobody's getting swept. The only team that's left to get a win is Brooklyn. Brooklyn hasn't get a, got a win. They're down uh, 3 nothing, and on the verge of getting swept here on Monday. But even that, I would bet against. I, I, I'm pretty sure Brooklyn's going to be able to get a game with uh, Durant and Kyrie, which brings us to another uh, controversial clip you, you sent me. Because <laughs> not only did that happen, I don't know if you saw this, he had uh, confrontations with uh, people on the, the court, too, where he was, like, flipping off multiple people. He did the double uh, fingers behind his head at people. So, yeah, that's uh, it's I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> Kyrie, like, in a way, kind of has. You know, and I'm I'm not saying like he deserves it, but he definitely like has like egged on some of this, like with the way that he approaches and 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 deals with these things. And the thing that Boston is the maddest about, and it's like, oh, get over it, it's fine, whatever. But Kyrie like swore up and down that he wanted to be in Boston forever, and then that very same season he said that he wanted out. So they're like really, they'll never like forgive him for that, but. Like whatever, so. But yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Playoffs have been great. Uh, speaking of that, Celtics net series, that had one of the coolest finishes I've seen in a long time. 
the I think it was I can't remember if it was game two or game one. I think it was game one, but this uh, they had a walk off game winning layup. The Nets were up one, and as the time is ticking away, three, two, one, the ball goes to Tatum in the lane. Kyrie steps up to take the charge, and if Tatum doesn't spin and get the layup. It, it's going to be a charge, game over, whatever, but Tatum spins, lets go of the ball as time expires, it's in, and the Celtics win by one, walk-off win. It was crazy. Like Game-winning shots happen, but usually not like that. So that was really cool to see. Um, injuries, though, have like plagued some of these series. Uh, Kyle Lowry is out for the Heat. Uh, Luca missed a couple games for the Mavs. He's back now. Devin Booker, the best player on the Suns, who went to the finals last year. Um, he's out at least this first round, maybe more. Uh, the defending champion, Milwaukee Bucks, they lost their second best player. He's out all the first round, maybe the second round. Chris Middleton. So, yeah, definitely injuries so far. Uh, luckily, the Warriors have avoided him so far. We... Uh, Poole has looked like he's got, gotten hurt a few times, but uh, he keeps coming back out, thankfully. Uh, and he's been a real revelation. The newest in the Splash family uh, pool party, uh, Jordan Poole, adding to the firepower of the Warriors. It's crazy he's actually starting right now because Steph's coming back for injury. Steph's coming off the bench and, like, lighting it up. And it's it's funny, like... MVP caliber champion guy that Steph is like, it's crazy that he's coming off the bench, but it's like working and it's working so good. It's gotta be wondering like, do you, how long do you, do you stay that way now? And uh, they'll probably reverse it. Just like Steph's too big. The name's too big. The legend's too big to have him not start, especially in the second round. But uh, I mean, Jordan's just in his third year, so he can, uh, he can go back to coming off the bench and, uh, He'll, he'll be fine with it. Either way, they'll both be like in closing. Um, in our new version of the death lineup, it seems like nobody can like land on what they want to call it. It's funny because our first version of the so-called death lineup was the death lineup, that 2015 championship. Then when KD came, uh, switched out Harrison Barnes for KD, uh, it was called the Hamptons Five because we all those players went to the Hamptons to recruit uh, – Durant to the team, so they called them the Hamptons Five. This one is like all over the place. Like you got people calling them Three uh, G because of the three guard lineup, uh, PTSD for uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pool Thompson, Steph, Dre. Um, I like Liquid. I've heard people call it the Liquid lineup. I like the way that sounds. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Nobody can seem to land on a name for it. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, g- going good. The only thing I'm really bummed about, uh, got the Heim concert coming up this uh, Wednesday. And at the same time the concert is, that's when uh, game five is happening uh, across the bay. So mm-hmm. I'll just have to uh, sneak a peek at the score when I can. But uh, uh, it's just a bummer. I wish it was on Tuesday because that would actually work line up perfectly like to uh, get over there and like hang out at the outside, like watch it outside, like the arena. They did that today for uh, the road game. So ah, that would have been perfect, but oh, well, I'll have to uh, check in on when I can. 
Uh, is that all you got for sports? Because I don't have nothing. Yeah, yeah. You're good to go. Like I said, it's uh, I've been zoned in on these playoffs watching, and it's been a lot of good games. You get a few duds here and there, a couple of these Hawks-Heats games, like uh, uh, Heat just went up 3-1 in the series. That game just finished. That's has been non-competitive for the most part. The Hawks got one, but uh, otherwise that's been a little blah. But otherwise, yeah, real entertaining series across the board. So even the the uh, these Nuggets-Warriors uh, games, the Warriors uh, pretty convincingly won the first three, but uh, Nuggets were hanging around all game, and they've been without their second and third best player this whole time. So we should beat them, but... Also, they should get one. They have the guy who's about to win MVP for the second time in Jokic. So, yeah. But, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> All righty. Um, how many movies you got? I got one, but I know you like to classify the docs as TV. The only reason I put it in the films is because if you look on Netflix, it says Netflix film on the cover. <laughs> but it is a doc. Uh, all right, well, all right, we'll do that one. Um, well, let me get this one first. Uh, this this one this is the new film. Uh, came out. Uh, not really sure, but it's brand new. Um, oh, came out the other day, April twenty first. All right, this is uh, brute force. Newly fired, newly fired reporter Sloane Sawyer reluctantly returns to her home to her rural California hometown to investigate the harassment of local vineyard workers and uncorks a tangled web of crime and corruption behind wine country's shinny facade or whatever. It was written and directed by Eve Symington. Uh, this stars Patricia Valesquez, I think is how you say it. Um, Tyler Posey for you Teen Wolf fans, the the TV show, not the movies. Uh, Julian uh, Silva, Tate Han Hanyak, I think that's her name. Uh, Stilo Savante, Chase Mullins, Ulysses Montoya, and a bunch of other people. Uh, a lot of Tyler Posey is the only one I, I recognize in this. I didn't even know who anyone else was, but this story. Yeah, this this lady, she she's a reporter for the L.A. Times, and she just uh, gets fired because she punches, I don't know, her editor or whatever. And uh, she goes, she gets a call from uh, one of her little cousins saying that there's some shady stuff going on at uh, the vineyard of uh, of her her family vineyard. Her her stepdad owns one. Um, he was married to her mom, and she passed away. So she's all right. So she's gonna go back there to figure out. Uh, what's going on? They first the uh, the workers they're all uh, Mexican Americans. They were all thinking that it was some kind of uh, spiritual thing or a ghost or, or spirit or whatever. But it turned out to just be some some uh, one of the local yokels that uh, don't like Mexicans and they were trying to uh, stir up some stuff. But that's how it was sold to me in the trailer. But that's. Some of it happened, but then it turned into something else. Um, this was more of just like a uh, crime thriller. Uh, yeah, they, it's they're just they they were um, somebody was bothering the workers, like uh, where they were all staying. They were staying in this motel. They were uh, breaking into the rooms and putting skunks in their bed. Uh, someone kept trying was flattening. Uh, what, what was the main girl's name? Uh, Mariella, I think that was her name. Somebody kept 
flattening her tires and everything. So she was just trying to figure out what was going on. Uh, it started out good, but then when you find out what's really happening, I was kind of like, yeah, really? But um, it's only an hour and a half. It was really short. Um, do I recommend it? Eh, if you want to watch it. The trailer seemed more more exciting because I was thinking, man, is this going to be one of those movies and get me all mad and pull out the soapbox? Nope. So, but I mean, overall, I mean, if it's on, uh, you can rent it. Uh, I saw it elsewhere. And um, yeah, that was a uh, brute force. I mean, if it's on and you're in, you want something to watch, yeah. But I wouldn't say search for it. But um, the next one, this one I watched this morning, and it is uh, a new film, uh, new uh, Nine Bullets. Uh, this came out what last week, April fifteenth. And this is a former burlesque dancer turned art author discovers a second chance at life, and Redemption when she risks everything to rescue her young neighbor after he he witnesses his parents murdered now on the run from the local crime boss who happens to be her longtime ex. She makes a desperate attempt to get the boy to safety. All right. This um, this stars. Um, Hell's her name in Game of Thrones. Uh, um, Lena Headey. Uh, she plays Gypsy, a Dean Scott Vasquez is Sam, Sam Worthington is Jack, uh, Cam, get, get a debt, whatever, he's Tommy, um, Martin Sensmeyer, I think that's his name, they didn't say what his name is, and a bunch of it, oh, and, uh, Barbara Hershey. All right, uh, Lena Hetty. um, was she Cersei, was that her name in Game of Thrones? Yep. All right. Um, she's just a burlesque uh, dancer. She's retiring and she's just going to go write her book. But um, in the beginning, one of uh, her friends, um, her friend and his wife get murdered. Uh, and they're, they uh, they leave their son, Sam, behind. But before they get killed, the dad calls Sam and says, hey, man, uh, get the iPad. And remember when I told you that bad guys are going to come after us? Well, they're coming after us, so you need to go hide. So he just kind of hides. But then before he gets killed, he calls Gypsy. This is all in the trailer. Uh, he calls Gypsy to tell her, hey, my these guys are after me. You need to watch my son and take care of him. So she's like, oh, really? And then so uh, the boy, Sam, actually meets up with his parents and sees them get killed. So he's like, ah, he's he's messed up and everything. Sam Worthington, he he's the bad guy in this. He was the one that sent his boys after Sam's family. But um, the movie is only hour and thirty one minutes. Um, it was it was good. I mean, the ending was seems like they were running out of time, and they just boom 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 wrapped it up hella fast. But I was kind of like, ah, eh, all right, whatever. I mean, but I was all into it. Uh, the the ending was good. I mean, I liked how it ended, but it it just like I said, it, sound, it seemed like they were running out of time and it was rushed. But um, this movie was it was okay. I liked it. Uh, will I watch it again? Maybe if nothing else is on. I mainly watched it because it was uh, Lena Headey. But um, yeah, it is streaming or you can rent it on Prime. It's only six ninety nine, or you'll just wait until it comes on one of these 
uh, streaming sites for free. So, but um, overall, I do recommend this film. Well, will it make my list? Eh, probably not, but um, it was pretty good. It was this, and this one was nine bullets. All right. All right. The next one, this is a shout out to Brother Courtney. We went and seen this the other night. This came out the, the end of last month. And this is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. When an interdimensional rapture un, 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 uh, unreveals reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. All right, this stars a bunch of people. Um, let me go down the list. Uh, the awesome Michelle Yao, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, James Fong, uh, Mona Lisa, Jenny Slate, uh, Henry Shun Jr., Andy Lee, Stephanie Hesu, I think that's her name, and uh, Data, a.k.a. Short Round, Key. Hugh Kwan, uh, he's making his uh, return to acting, and this movie was perfect for him. Uh, other than Michelle Yao, beautiful, I love her, she kicks ass. Jamie Lee, you can't go wrong. James Hong, he's good in everything uh, he's done, especially uh, Big Trouble in Little China. But he, um, Hugh Kwan, I, I, I'm probably saying it wrong, but short round. Um, he was badass in this. <laughs> he was hella good. That's all I see is short round or data from Goonies and Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. But um, this movie, it was weird. And did it need to be two hours and 20 minutes? No. They could have took out a half hour uh, in this because there was parts of like kind of drug. But um, all the fighting in it was cool and the action and the and the weirdness that was going on. Uh, being like a, a multiverse type of thing. It's kind of hard to explain, um, even if you watch the trailer. But um, Michelle Yao's character, she plays Evelyn, and uh, short rounds her husband. And Stephanie Hesu, she's uh, Joy, their daughter. And uh, James Hong, uh, Gong Gong, that's their grandpa. They're... I, I assume they were living in LA. They didn't really sit anywhere USA, I think. Um, but they were um, working at a laundromat. Um, Michelle Yao just seems like every, like the world's just not going her way, and she's just uh, half-assed in life and everything. But then her husband is trying to keep her spirits up. Uh, her daughter, uh, she's a uh, a young gay woman. And she's scared to introduce her girlfriend to uh, her gong gong. And that's kind of their story. But then something happens and it triggers a short round. And he turns into like this spy type of thing because they were, they were going to do a, um, a tax audit uh, on all their businesses. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, she played the uh, tax auditor. Um, but as they're in the elevator, this is on the trailer, in the elevator, a uh, short round kind of just like, hey, this is this world isn't what you think it is. You're not who you are. Um, you're going to have to just listen. Believe me and listen to what I have to say. We need you to, to save the world, uh, basically. And then it goes from there. But and then she's really not sure what's going on, but he's trying to explain it or he. That when it said in the synopsis, it said it was like a multiverse. There's many different versions of you 
let's just say the Zisu in here are here right now uh, recording the show, but then another another universe, maybe we're out fighting against the 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 lords of evil or, or something. I mean, it was it was that type of thing. But his other self that was out fighting this the big bad guy thing. I mean, he kept coming back and forth. And it turned out Michelle Yao needed he needed to help her, so that's why he was trying to talk to her. And all kinds of craziness was going on in this movie. There's like verse jumping all over the place uh, and everywhere. I mean, there's even a scene where they go to a universe where everyone's hands are made of hot dogs, and uh, it's crazy. <laughs> but uh, it was really good. It was it was entertaining. I was I was confused on some of it, but um, overall. I thought it was a really, really awesome film. It's labeled sci-fi adventure. Yeah, I'd be with that. Uh, throw in some martial arts. I thought there would be more martial arts in it, but there wasn't. But there was enough. Uh, Michelle Yao, she's just badass, if you guys know who she is. And um, uh, Short Round, he he was good. It was it made for me mainly seeing this film. It was because it was of him that I wanted to see this in the theater. And, and I'm glad I did. No, it was a pack theater. We went on like the cheap five dollar night, so there was hella fools in there. So, but no masks. Um, but I had mine on. Um, but overall, I thought this was a really, really good film. Uh, I'll definitely buy it when it comes out. Um, if it's still, I think it's coming towards the end of its run. So if it's still in your area and you guys, if I'm selling it to you. Again, it's it's uh, to me it was confusing on on. Well, I need to watch it a few more times to really, really get. Uh, the gist of what was going on, but I, I kind of understood mainly what the whole multiverse time jumping type of thing. But um, overall, it was an awesome film. I really loved it. Um, I would like to see it again on the big screen. And that was everything, everywhere, all at once. It's rated R, so definitely go check that out. Um, this new, this is a new one. Just came out the other day on April twenty second, and this is the Northman. Prince Arameth is on a verge of uh, of becoming a man when his father is brutally murdered by his uncle who kidnaps his, his boy's mother. Kidnaps the boy's mother. Two decades later, uh, Arameth, or however you say his name, uh, is now a Viking who raids uh, Slavic villages. He soon meets his seeress who reminds him uh, of his vow, save Save his mother, kill his uncle, and avenge his father. But it was more like avenge his mother. Avenge his father, save his mother, and uh, kill his uncle, or however he kept saying it uh, in the movie. But this is directed by uh, Robert Eggers. Uh, Those of you that have seen uh, The Lighthouse, The Witch, and uh, some other stuff. Um, uh, Lighthouse was made my list uh, last, or no, 2019. Or was it 2021? I don't know. Uh, 2019, I'm sorry. Uh, the Witch. Um, I know it made my horror list. I can't remember if it made my regular list, but I don't know. But it, that those were two awesome films. Uh, shout out to the Z. So here, I didn't I didn't know who directed this. I, I wasn't really paying attention. Um, I just wanted to see it because um, what's his name was in it? Uh, Alexander Skarsgård and uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Those, those are the main two reasons I wanted to see it. Um I loved uh, Alexander uh, Alexander Skarsgård in True Blood. Uh, he was Eric. He was my favorite. Oh, this also had uh, Nicole Kidman, a Silas Bang, uh, Ethan Hawke, uh, 
Gustav Lind, Elliot Rose, uh, William Defoe, and a bunch of other people. Oh, 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 this is the other one. I didn't realize it was her until the credits were rolling. And uh, if you guys are the Sugar Cubes fans or Bjork fans, she's in this. She plays the Seeress. Um, I didn't realize that was her because she had all this stuff all, all over her. But it was good to see her uh, pop up into this. But this movie was awesome. I loved it. It was two hours and 16 minutes, and it's a really slow burn. But I liked what was happening in it. Did it reinvent the wheel? No. Uh, it it kind of remind, reminded me of the, the Conan type of thing. Um, but it, it was good. I thought it was really good. And again, it moved slowly. If you're familiar with Egger, uh, Robert Eggers' style uh, of filming, it is like that. Like The Witch and The Lighthouse were really slow. And uh, this one was, too. I thought the cinematography was awesome. The score was amazing. And uh, I liked what was going on. Uh, some of the CGI wasn't the greatest, but I mean, there was, there wasn't a lot, a lot, but, um, well, there probably was, but during the fighting and everything, but it was pretty good. Um, you pretty much saw around every corner and you knew what was coming. So, I mean, it wasn't like uh, a shocker, uh, type of thing, but I mean, cause they kind of really tell you, uh, what's, what's, what's happening and they're laying it all out for you to show you, okay, well, this this is how it's going to end uh, before we even get to the ending. So, I mean, it was like you you saw it. Um, but I liked all the performances in it. I thought it was awesome. Anya Taylor-Joy, man, this girl, she's just pumping out all kinds of stuff. I mean, everything um, that I've seen her in uh, that's not really uh, huge, um, I've always I've liked her, what she did. I liked her in, in The Witch. That was the first thing first thing I seen her in. I tried watching Queen's Gambit. I couldn't get into it. Uh, New Mutants was awesome. But there was a movie that I went and seen. Um, Thoroughbreds. If you guys haven't seen that, uh, check that one out. It's really slow, but uh, I liked what was going on in that one. But um, Oh, and also uh, Last Night in Soho. Uh, I liked her in that. Uh, but this movie was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I'll definitely buy it when it comes out. And uh, yeah, this knocked something off my list. So uh, the yep, Northman, yep. the Northman is is in there. Will it stay in there? I don't know because right now it's uh, number ten uh, on it. But I don't know. We'll uh, we'll have to tally everything up as we get uh, uh, closer to the end of the year because I think we're almost to the halfway point. But um, uh, the Northman, I think uh, you guys should go see this. Uh, don't be tired. Don't go to a super late showing unless you're just uh, a night person. Because I, if I would have saw this later in the evening, I would have fell asleep. Because it, it's, it, 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 there's action and everything in it, but it's a lot of acting on what they're doing uh, that's going on in this. I mean, everyone was really, really pouring it on uh, what they acted and everything. Ethan Hawke, um, He's good, but I wasn't buying uh, his role. Uh, Nicole Kidman, uh, I bought her her role, but uh, the bad guy, uh, Silas Bang, he he was uh, Airmet's uncle, uh, Ethan Hawke's brother. He was, oh my god, I can't even pronounce his name because it's got those little things over the O and all that. F- Fajoler or Fajoler, I don't know how you pronounce his name, uh, the brotherless, 
that's who he was. Um, he was pretty cool. Uh, I liked him uh, in this, but uh, William Defoe, he's in it as well. He's just kind of in it, and then he's gone. But uh, overall, I thought the film was awesome. I, I really enjoyed it. I love the ending when when it got down to the hand to hand. Uh, when they were fighting uh, with swords and everything at this big volcano. But this movie was pretty awesome. I will definitely go see this again. And will it get nominated for anything? I don't know. If anything, maybe scenery or cinematography. But uh, I don't see any best uh, actors or uh, female leading actors or anything in, in this. But overall, it was it was an awesome film. And that was Robert Eggers... The Northman. That's yeah, all the movies you, I got. <laughs> uh, text you my prediction that uh, it was going to make your end of year list. Uh, maybe it won't, because uh, yeah, if it's in that ten spot, that's an easy knockout. But we'll see. You might uh, you might reevaluate. It could survive your, your list. <laughs> yeah, I got. I just gotta start tallying everything up as we get closer to the end of the year. But right now, but we still got a lot of movies coming. Oh yeah. Uh, everyone. Oh, yeah. So funny. All right. What do you got? All right. Yeah. Like I said, for me on the movie side, just the one, I know you don't like, I said just a second ago, I know you don't like to call these uh, movies cause they're docs, but the only reason I put it there is cause I went to look at Netflix when I did thing and it had little things at Netflix films. So anyways, this was uh, white hot, the rise and fall of Amber Crombie and Fitch. Uh, Amber Crombie and Fitch conquered malls in the late 90s and early 2000s with gorgeous models, pulsing dance beat, and fierce scent. But their all-American image shattered and exclusionary marketing and hiring practice came to light. Um, I threw this on just because mainly it was like kind of plastered there. And I was like, I had honestly, I had no idea about this at all, this story. So I was like, okay, like, let me see, like, what this is, like, why are they even making this? Um, because personally, uh, I never, ever purchased anything. I don't know if I ever really went into an Amber Crombie and Fitch all these years it's existed. Uh, I don't know. Have you, you ever been in one? You ever buy anything at that store? <laughs> I never even heard of this store. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> the doc, it's, uh, it's about how, like, uh, it, it, it talks off how it, like, starts out as, like, a cool thing. Like, it started, the brand, I guess, originally started as, like, uh, it's one of those, like, real old, early brands. It used to be for, like, hunting gear, I think, or something like that, and then, 90s like uh you know somebody just this guy brought the the brand to like make it like this new cool hip thing but uh yeah the dark side of this of which i never knew because i always said like seen it there in the malls and stuff but just had no interest or anything like that uh, kind of one of the things and it's almost like oh, okay well yeah clearly uh, not for me is their whole stick of um uh, I don't think they do it anymore because uh, things have changed, but uh, their whole shtick before was like, you couldn't see in, it was like shuttered. And then at the door they had uh, topless guys just in jeans, 
like to like greet you at the door. So like, yeah, it was that whole thing. And like their whole thing, like the, the shopping bags that you got from there had like uh, shirtless guys all over them and they had the catalogs and people would cut out these guys and everything like that. But where the like dark side comes into this is um, kind of their, how this started to be like, it like it, it's it's sad too in a way because they they talk to a lot of uh, you know Mexican African American people that aren't white who like thought it was cool too and wanted to be there but uh, they're like it's it's just so bad like they're like removed from the schedule no hours they don't want them to be seen and everything like that so. Yeah, it was pretty awful. Um, the one thing of note that was interesting was one guy was saying, like, the moment it hit him that, like, things had, like, flipped and it, like, wasn't, like, a cool thing and, like, what he thought was, like, a really awesome, like, all-American, like, this is really cool, I'm proud to be American and stuff like this was, he said when he went to see uh, the um, Tobey Maguire, the first toby mcguire spider-man and flash thompson in that is wearing all amber crombie gear and like he's like oh my god like that's like the notorious bully like and he's being depicted as like an amber crombie guy obviously their other claim to fame is uh you know the lfo song right yeah yeah that one which uh that's one of the only things I really know about them too. So I, I had no idea coming into boxes, but yeah, it turns out like the, uh, the CEO behind it, Mike Jeffries, he's like, like a real scumbag, like, yeah, <laughs> the way he just wanted it, like all white, like, and just to cater to white. And, um, he said something in some interview in like 2007 or something that somebody thought like this should be like shocking and this should like people should pay attention to this but he would said something about them like being like exclusionary and only for a certain type of people and like we are exclusionary this and that and like how wrong that was and it wasn't till like 2013 or 14 that like all of a sudden like other news outlets like noticed this interview from all those years ago and it became a thing eventually whatever he left the company and since then they've like completely you know changed everything about them they're trying to be exclusionary and everything like that and they're trying to be good but yeah it's a pretty kind of scummy disgusting past they had you know <laughs> hmm. and what store was this Amber Crombie and Fitch. Never heard of it. Well, yeah, like I said, you know the LFO song, though. Right? I know, but I as far as, as far as stores, I are they in like regular malls? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The reason probably you didn't go, you didn't go into it, and you didn't know about it, because the same reason I didn't. You go by it, it's all shuttered. You can't see into the store and the doorway. Yeah, it used to be just like they had three, four shirtless dudes just hanging out, muscle-bound dudes just hanging out at the door. So oh. it's like, 
<laughs> you probably had no reason to even inquire. You were like, okay, yeah, moving on. I would I would remember <laughs> something like that. Now I don't think the malls I was at had these stores, so. Uh, uh, no, no, it wasn't in Eastmont East or Bayfair or Southland. I don't even think Hilltop. Well, uh, no, because this was no, this was this was later though. This was the late '90s, early 2000s. Well, it was up here then, so it wasn't in Meadowood, and definitely right. not Park Lane. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> I, I I don't know, man, but I would have remembered Buff Dude standing out in front of a, a store. <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I randomly put that on and yeah, I, I completed that. It was a story. Obviously I had, I had no idea about, I had never heard any of this controversy or anything. So yeah, I mean, it was interesting enough, you know, as documentaries go. All right. Now I know you said moon Knight. I still haven't seen any of it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, there has been, this is like now the sixth uh, MCU project for Disney Plus, and I'd put it right up there with Loki uh, near the top of how I'd rank them. Like I've enjoyed them all, um, and I guess we you already talked about on a previous show, and there's not much I can really add to it. But um, since we last recorded, you talked about uh, Morbius, but I hadn't seen it since then. I have, and yeah, I mean, it was fine, but it just ne- didn't bring any, like, there wasn't any surprise to it, any, like, oh, that's cool or anything. It was just kind of plain, and that's actually one of the things I'm loving about Moon Knight is it's like, oh, that's cool, that's different. That's, like, every episode I'm like, oh, so they're doing that, and, like, you want to, you know, you're interested in, like, what's happening and how it keeps going. So yeah, I'm really enjoying Moon Knight and uh, Oscar Isaac's doing a really great job with the uh, acting in this one. It's interesting. You, you mentioned uh, uh, Ethan Hawke uh, in the Northman. He's, uh, I guess you could say the uh, antagonist in this, the, the villain of sorts, Arthur Harrow. So uh, yeah, he's in it. It's cool. It's like a different take on like a, MCU villain. So yeah, I'm really loving Moon Knight so far. I didn't even know he was in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's it's so good. I'm loving it. There's two episodes left. It's just a six episode miniseries. I definitely wonder uh, obviously we got a long way to go. Two episodes anything can happen, but uh I, you know, some of these one? series, some of these series, like we know, Wandavision's one and done. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that's going into a Captain America movie. Uh, Loki's coming back for season two. Um, I don't know what Hawkeye's doing. They obviously got plans, some kind of plans for Kate Bishop. But uh, Moon Knight, I definitely am curious. Like, is this a thing that could get another season? Does he go anywhere else? Uh, they said before this even started, so this isn't a spoiler, that this was MCU, but very, like, disconnected MCU. It's in the MCU universe, but, you know, we're not dealing, at least so far, with uh, other MCU characters. So I'll be curious to see their their thoughts on where they go, because uh, on one version of the Avengers, you have, like, Kate Bishop and Moon Knight, so... 
maybe we're moving towards that, but who knows? <laughs> uh, shouldn't it lead into West Coast Avengers? But yeah, I mean that's what you would think. That's what you would think. But uh, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm definitely so. curious. And obviously, America Chavez is on the way uh, in uh, Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So. Yeah, I mean, there's another character, and uh, Kamal, Kamal Khan, Miss Marvel, she's coming, so real excited for that. I, she was actually, that show was supposed to come out last year, and it got bumped all the way to mid this year, so I think mm. that's the next thing we're getting after Moon Knight. So a little bit of a wait again, a little bit of a bummer, but... I always enjoy when we get these uh, these weekly shows, the Mando and Fett and every MCU show we've gotten. Uh, and I've alternated um, Moon Knight, like, because usually these Wednesdays I have to be to work either at five or six. So some of them I've set like an hour before so I can watch it. But like one time, like, I completely kind of like dozed off again and I was like, oh boy, I was like, I gotta, I just gotta rewatch it when I get home, which I did, but I was like, uh, it's not off always the best way to go about it. Like getting up at four or whatever. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, well so I, I just need to, watch. I still need to watch, uh, John Cena. <laughs> oh yeah. Peacemaker. And you knew you're going to love Peacemaker. It's, it's right, like I say, it's right up your alley. The violence, the language, the humor. It's it's great. <laughs> yeah, well, I might as well just wait for Moon Knight to be done and then sit down and, and watch it. But Yeah, at this point, two more weeks. Two more weeks. So. Now people have been like, oh, my God, hyping it up. I mean, so not good. Like, like when uh, Wanda or Captain America and all that one, Winter Soldier. I mean... Everybody was talking about that after every episode. Moon Knight, I haven't heard nothing. So well, that's crazy because, not to spoil it, but I sent you a thing. I sent you a picture how a big event seems to be happening. Now it's the pattern for these MCU shows. After At the fourth episode, something really big happens. And it was kind of cool to like go back and see. Like... Um, I mean, it wasn't that big, but you see the picture of Wanda using the magic. Uh, what if was the, the Doctor Strange uh, episode, which was so big. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was uh, when John Walker used the shield on that guy, the whole world watching. Mm-hmm. So, uh, All right. Oh, Yelena showed up in Hawkeye. So it was like the fourth episode was like always something big happening so when this one came around i was like oh yeah that's so cool like i should have known and now i will <laughs> when we get to uh miss marvel episode four i'm gonna be like oh this is the one i bet like that's the one where i bet we're gonna like gonna get like uh carol danvers or something <laughs> oh i don't know if you watched the trailer for that uh, one too many times but uh, that first trailer they released for miss marvel there's a shot in that I noticed that I paused. I should have sent you the picture. There's a picture in that trailer of four people in a line in, in like fog smoke. And I'm like, ooh, what's that? 
Like it's obviously something, you know. Yeah, we'll see. When does that come out? Uh, let me see. Let me get a date for you. Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan starts Wednesday, June eighth. Okay, so, so we no. got a little bit of time. Sadly, a little bit. We really had to wait for this one. It was supposed to come out. I think like last September was its original date because it was supposed to come out before Moon Knight. But then when they dropped. Uh, what if they were like, well, let's not do two at once. I think, I think they originally were going to do them both at the same time, but then they were like, uh, let's do one at a time. All right. What else? What other TV you got? I don't have nothing. All right. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple more. Um, did you ever, uh, finish the first season of the flight attendant? Uh, nah, I tapped out. Well, it's back for a second season, and um, I'm really loving it. It's, like, right up my alley of, like, interests and things that I like, like uh, the spy genre and stuff. And um, the main actress, which uh, is a favorite of yours from another show, the Kaylee Huquo, um she has a line here in the first episode of the second season. I was like, oh, this is, like... I'm, I'm, I was loving the episode already, and then she was like, well, I don't know. I watch a lot of Dateline, she said. And I was like, yes! <laughs> I watch a lot of Dateline. So I was like excited to hear her drop that line. Um, and what I'm loving about the second season is it's like partly an all-new story, but it brings back these characters you knew from the first season in like a new circumstance. So it was like season one was all one story, and now it's like a new story for season two. So it's pretty cool. Uh, they put uh, two episodes up yet. It's another eight episode season and it looks like it's going to go another two on the 28th and then one on May 5th, one on May 12th, one on May 19th and the final one on May 26th. So Yeah. They gave, they, they gave you two and then two and then one, one, one. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm loving it. I'm really loving that show. <laughs> so that's back. Uh, did you hear about Slow Horses? Never heard of it. It's on Apple Plus. It's an Apple Plus TV show. Uh, follows a team of British intelligence agents who serve as a dumping ground department of MI5 due to their career-ending mistakes. Uh, the head of their office, this is the main uh, person on the show, Gary Oldman, leads this office of like the slow horses. Uh, Jack Loudon is a main person in it. Kristen Scott Thomas and a bunch of other people. Um, this is going to be only six episodes and five of them are up. So only the season finale is left and it looks like it's already uh, approved for a second season. So yeah, the final episode here is uh, Friday, May 6th. It looks like it says, and yeah, um, 
with the title, I was already like coming in like, well, it sounds cool, but like, let me prepare myself for a slow show. But it wasn't at all. And I loved it a lot. It also like right up my alley, the whole spy genre. Like if you like um, any of the uh, John le Carre stuff, like I've mentioned a few times now, these past few pods, the Tinker Taylor soldier spy stuff. Um, not surprised to see uh, Gary Oldman here doing his thing after starring in the uh, Tinker Taylor. But uh, yeah, it's really cool. And it actually does keep a good pace of excitement and it keeps you wanting to watch and see what, what happens. And like I said, it's based around these, you know, British secret service MI five agents that uh, did something wrong. So they instead of, they don't just fire them. They like demote them. They send them to what they call like a slough house or slow house. And yeah, it's Gary Oldman's job to kind of just, you come here like nine to five, like punch in, but like obviously like stuff happens and there's a case and whatnot. And it's cool. It's, it's really cool. And I definitely recommend checking it out, especially if you like like spy thriller stuff. Hmm. What's this on? Apple, Apple right. plus. Yeah. Slow horses. All right. Yeah. Uh, I guess just to wrap it up, I also been keeping up with my, uh, big brother, Canada, the way I have to watch it live on the phone, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, there's only, uh, under two weeks left now in the show. So getting close to crowning a winner, not my favorite cast of the show, but, uh, the way the game is played. Uh, continues to be great the way it can. I love the way Canada plays their game of Big Brother. So uh, the U.S. game could learn a lot from it because even when the cast wasn't as good, uh, still a really good game. So there was that. And then, uh, yeah, uh, the one last thing I wanted to mention, uh, after one of the NBA playoff games, uh, TNT has this... uh, True crime series that are in the summer, uh, Rich and Shameless. They already aired one a while back. I think it was all the way back during uh, uh, NBA All-Star break. And I mentioned at the same time we talked a little bit about that uh, Pam and Tommy show because the first one was about that. Uh, the second one they dropped here during the NBA playoffs, and it was about uh, Girls Gone Wild, which I had – no idea about that guy, that case too. Have you ever heard about the guy that ran that and all that madness? <laughs> yeah, he was in all kinds of uh, shenanigans and uh, went to jail and for this and that and I think some tax stuff and yeah, I don't know. He was all over the place. I mean, he, he made his money when uh, his tapes were selling, but then... I don't know, I guess he wasn't uh, really paying attention to the to the fine line because then uh, Uncle Sam and everybody went after him. Yeah, I know, like, <laughs> you used to seeing those commercials, like, I was always like, I don't know, like, a little, a little creepy, a little scummy, <laughs> as far as, like, that went. Uh, the funny thing to come out of this, though, was... Uh, 
Brad Pitt being a fan of it early on. And he was like on some late night show talking about it. And he had the t-shirt and the hat and everything. And like, I guess when him and Jennifer Aniston were together, like they jokingly got one, but then the crazy part, like part of this guy's scam was like, if you ever got one for him from him, he like kept charging you and sending you more. Like that was part of the scam of this whole thing. And like, so even like, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston couldn't get out of like they kept getting <laughs> Girls Gone Wild DVDs sent to them. So, uh, but yeah, and obviously there's like a real darker side to this of the way they like tricked them into this and um, alcohol and the intimidation and all the scumminess was like little gross and um, wasn't, it, wasn't there some underage girls and yeah things? there was yeah. that too and the, the, the like the craziest creepiest scummiest part about it is like one of them like it like never got like dealt with like it was known that the person was like 16 and like they still like kept her like on like the dvd covers and stuff like that like they never pulled it and like part of their tactics too was um they like had just a little bit of a fund to like pay so-called victims but then they had a lot of money for their legal team and one of their legal practices that they used to try to do was tell people that tried to complain against them or bring lawsuits oh yeah this business is going under so you should just take the settlement because if you don't take this you're not going to get anything so people would like settle and it was like it clearly wasn't true like he was doing fine like he was making millions and he had a place in bel-air and then when he got in trouble with all this stuff uh he fled to mexico and then the crazy thing is there is like it's still only like a few years ago he has all these so-called celebrities mario lopez and um lance bass and Kardashians, all these people like come down there. Like Mario Lopez had his wedding down at his place in Mexico. So I don't know. Kind of weird. This, uh, this doc series, rich and shameless. They tried to go down there and interview him and he like agreed to it, but then he like didn't show up and, um, he is actually wanted, but in the U S but it's, uh, like on a misdemeanor warrant. So like, it's not, big enough for them to actually care about going after him. So he can hide out in Mexico as long as he wants. <laughs> He's still hiding? Yep. Yep. To this day. <laughs> yeah. Someone will get him. But. Yep. Yep. Um, everybody, uh, we're going to take a quick little break and uh, we'll be right back. You listen to E the Science Don't be upset, Leslie. No one listens to the radio. I wasn't even listening. I was listening to podcasts. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. All right. Back again. And while we're away, I remember two quick things I wanted to mention. Uh, one of them, uh, Atlanta, the new season, season three is still going. Uh, definitely recommend checking out if you haven't. It's offbeat and as crazy as ever and i love that about it uh seems to bounce in and out of the 
touring storyline. Um, they did one episode that was really interesting about uh, like if uh, reparations happened. <laughs> so uh, Atlanta, really good. And um, the other thing I want to mention, uh, Dateline, one of the most recent episode this past Friday. It's funny I mentioned Dateline. I was talking about flight attendant. But uh, the most recent episode was a case that happened uh, just a few years back, 2016, in Reading, in between where uh, we're at, where, where we are, uh, Eureka and Susanville. So, uh thought that was pretty interesting i i hadn't uh, heard of it before but uh honestly i don't keep up too much with the uh, local news so i hadn't heard of the case before well no, yeah i never heard of it either sherry papini california detectives reveal new details about the alleged kidnapping uh, which spoiler alert it wasn't <laughs> And yeah, it was like a whole hoax thing. Mm. Um, well, where were we? I don't even remember. Are we Star Wars? Uh, uh, Funko and collecting or Star Wars. Uh, really quick. Um, Star Wars. Um, do you have anything? I'm just. Well, for me, it's related to collecting, so. All right. Well, let me just see what's going on. Uh, was celebration going on this week, or is that soon? Soon? No, not this week. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm on StarWarsNews.net, and I don't see anything exciting other than you and McGregor. Yeah, you and McGregor is going to be at um, celebration, and I'm sure. Um, What's Cassian's name? Diego Luna. Diego Luna. Yeah, I'm sure all of them are gonna be there for it. But, um, yeah, I don't see anything. It's mainly just celebration stuff. No, uh, I'm sure they're gonna show more uh, Obi Wan stuff. So I can't wait to see that. But there is an, an official Obi Wan promo art. With uh, Obi Wan Invader, and the it's a painting. It's not like a shot from the show. I don't want to get into that, but <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean, well, obviously it's gonna happen, so we'll just have to wait. Uh, but it looks like if you're there at Celebration, uh, you can uh, pick up a poster. But that would be nice to have. Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that looks pretty cool. sweet, though. But, uh, yeah, let's just roll that. I enjoyed my stuff. time at Celebration. I've gone a few times now. One, two, one in uh, when it was in Orlando, and one when it was in Anaheim. I just went to the Celebration three. It's the only one I went to. But alrighty, um, collecting. Yeah, just roll into it if it's gonna deal with Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Excited to uh, have a few Star Wars pickups this week. Uh, one of the most exciting is uh, characters from Visions. Uh, single release pops of AM and Kare 
from the third episode, the twins of visions, but even more exciting, uh, the kind of, it has the base and the two pops. I already posted a picture of it. I need to do the turnaround for it, but, uh, the Ronin and B five, five, six. Uh, the cool thing is all three of these, uh, have glow in the dark features, not, uh, Real big glow-in-the-dark features. It's actually just the sabers for each of them. So minimal glow, but it's cool that it has glow at all. So uh, really excited to get those. And as much as you hear me talk about visions on the show, I'd love for them to continue this line and do more from the Ninth Jedi, the Elder, and Tatooine Rhapsody. Uh, would be really cool to see pops and characters from that so that'd be cool on the other side of collecting uh black series i had uh four come in since we last spoke uh, from the book of boba fett fennec sean good to get her to go alongside uh fett when he eventually arrives uh the Bad Batch finally got to complete the batch. They slowly released them one at a time. They released Hunter and Crosshair at first. Then um, Wrecker, the big deluxe one, came out. And then Tech, and now finally uh, Echo and Omega arrived. So just uh, unbox those today. And then um, lastly, the... Gaming Great Series, GameStop exclusive uh, from Republic Commando, RC1138 Boss from the Republic Commando game. And it looks like GameStop's going to do a whole line where they do all the uh, Republic Commandos. So got to get my pre-orders in for the other one, but uh, got the first one, Boss. So yeah, big... uh, Star Wars release week for me. The other things that uh, picked up or came in on the Funko side, the new comic covers pop series. I got uh, the first one, Scarlet Witch, and the second one, The Vision. The only thing about these, as someone who unboxes and reboxes these uh, for photo ops, This one kind of doesn't make that possible unless you want to unseal the plastic, the inner plastic from around the case. And even once you do, it looks like the pops are secured to the base and then the back of it to the back secured to the back of the thing. So it looks like it really is just better kept as is in the box with the, uh, comic cover and whatnot so but yeah the first one scarlet witch uh the comic cover is the vision and the scarlet witch and vision he's all red like he was on uh, his first appearance cover the behold the vision cover so that's a that's a pretty cool one and yeah those are the those are the recent pickups all right um, let me see. Uh, I got two things that uh, I found when I was out and about. Oh, well, one of them I found uh, out in the wild. This is uh, from Funko. This is from their gold series. 
the uh, LeBron James premium vinyl figure out of the NBA line. And uh, I found the chase of LeBron in his white Lakers uniform. I know there's the regular yellow one. There's a purple one. I guess that's the super chase or whatever. Is that in the wild or is that, did you have to order that from somewhere? I think it's out in the wild. Okay. Well, I did. I dug through all of them. Um, it looks like they just put these out that day because it didn't look like anyone's dug through it. And this one was right in the front. So uh, I just saw that sticker and I said, well, I might as well grab it. So, but um, the Zisu here is the NBA guy and uh, you're collecting all these. And I saw this one. So uh, I grabbed it for you. Uh, I'm not a LeBron guy anyway, chase or not, but. Um, it's good to find those. I mean, I go, whoa. <laughs> so I was like, cool. I think this is like the X second, no, third chase that I found in the wild. I found two pops, um, that one from Stranger Things and then, uh, Naomi from WWE, uh, her glow in the dark one I found and this. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Um, but this next thing. Um, I didn't even know this one was coming out. Uh, this is a, from Super 7's a reaction line. They put out a uh, a Cliff Burton figure with the blue card, but that sold out so fast. I was like, damn. But um, shout out to Brian Liu. I reached out to him. I said, hey, you guys. He said, they're doing another run of those. So he goes, yeah, the, they made a bunch, but they didn't realize how quick they were going to sell out. So uh, but this one, uh, shout out to my son, uh, Eric. He was on top of it. And I didn't even know this one was coming out. It's um, It doesn't look like the same mold, but it might be different. But the, the packaging looks like it's the same picture, but it's red. Uh, for those of you who don't know Cliff Burton, and Cliff Burton is uh, the, the bass player for Metallica. He's the one that passed away um, during a bus accident. Um, but I believe this was a special edition and uh, the proceeds went to um, one of his foundations. Because um, Cliff passed away, it says uh, on the back, Clifford Lee Burton was born in Castro Valley, California on February 10th, 1962. Uh, was a major, major bassist in Metallica. Cliff became one of the most influential musicians in heavy metal. His life ended suddenly on September 27th, 1986 on tour. Uh, in a tour bus accident in Sweden. His legacy continues to live on as an icon of individuality. Uh, but yeah, uh, this was an awesome figure. Um, when you order them from Super 7, uh, they send you the ones that aren't punched. So this still has a little thing in it. But this cool, this figure is cool. He's got a Rick, his little signature uh, Rickenbacker base. and looks like he's got an anvil on the other side. Um, I threw a picture of it when I first got it on Instagram, so I'm glad I got that one. I just need the uh, the first go around uh, when that one's coming. Uh, Brian said that should be out in the fall. So if you guys missed that first round of the Cliff Burton with the blue card, they're bringing it back. So uh, fingers crossed that I uh, get get one in there. Hopefully, I told Brian I said, dude, let me know when these are about to drop on this on the website. So, but um, did I get anything else? Looking around the room. No, I don't think so. So, but yeah, those are the only two things uh, the, that I ended up grabbing. But, all right, moving on. We're about to wrap this up really quick, but what we got to do 
uh, recommendations uh, movie. What do you got? Uh, just real super duper quick uh, sports thing just to follow up what we were uh, saying earlier. Um, as I said, Warriors uh, couldn't finish the sweep, but now I uh, feel highly confident. I was already confident they were going to finish the series on Wednesday, but now since then, uh, one of the Nuggets, uh, not even one of their best players, but one of their players said, uh, oh, he sees us as beatable now. So uh, I know the Warriors are going to take that, and I expect a 20-point-plus uh, win. So very confident now after hearing him say that. The other thing I wanted to say was uh, I just saw the uh, – Yankees game today, the follow-up, uh, same uh, teams played. They had an increased uh, security presence. Uh, they posted up uh, security on uh, each aisle. And uh, the main guy, the guardian that like climbed the fence, <laughs> of all things, the fans <laughs> tried to taunt him by calling him Peter. They chanted Peter Parker. Because he Spider Man climbed the fence, and I was like, "Whoa, what a diss!" Ah, come on. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, all right, I guess you're getting. Yeah, hopefully they caught some of those guys that threw uh, all the stuff. So, but uh, I'm still. I'm sure they're still going over the the footage of it. But um, sure. yeah. Um, Shout out to all those guys. I mean, just come on, guys. Don't throw shit on the field. You're, we're all old enough to know better. If it was kids doing it, ah, youth. But if you're, if you're sure. old enough to know better, come on. Yeah, I probably was. It. But I've done it before, so I, I can't. <laughs> but I was a kid. <laughs> so. Right, right, right. And it was, we threw it at the Yankees. <laughs> ah, good times. All right, uh, my random recommendation uh, over on Netflix. Uh, one of my favorite go-to comedies. Uh, haven't watched it in a while, but uh, never get tired of Zoolander. Uh, Zoolander's on Netflix, so that's going to be my random recommendation this week. Not too Lander? No, it was okay, but it just wasn't the near instant classic that uh, – Zoolander was. The weird memory I have about that, though, was uh, that it came out in theaters, I don't know if you remember this, right after uh, September 11th. And I remember the mood, obviously, in the country was that uh, people actually weren't in the mood to, like, you know, can we laugh? Um, I, there was that, like, uh, I don't know, I can't remember, it was Saturday Night Live or uh, Letterman or somebody they had a uh, they, oh, is it okay to laugh? Like, can we enjoy? Like, I don't know. So I remember um, actually going to see Zoolander up in the Reno area, and uh, almost nobody was there. <laughs> oh, we. Um, uh, my recommendation. It's um, it's on my list of movies for this year. It's finally on HBO Max. Uh, the Batman. Uh, if you guys haven't seen, it, if you guys didn't see it in the theater, uh, you missed Not out. Even on blue. Oh, not yet. Oh, speaking of that, man, I missed all the pre-sales for the Steelbook. <sighs> yeah, man. I that that cover the. I was just talking with you about this for Spider-Man. How the uh, Spider-Man cover was better at Best Buy than Target. I 
long got the target ones but i looked up uh, the batman the target version and the uh, best buy version i like the best buy version again i don't know if you've seen it the target version is uh batman's just head turned to the side so the black and then red background and the best buy steelbook is all black with uh, just the the uh, riddler question mark so i think that one's a little cooler uh, I'm kicking myself. I saw it too, but I was like, I'll just wait for payday. I waited too long. I'm all gone. I, I am not spending what those fools are already charging on eBay. And as soon no. as it comes out, same thing for um, Spider-Man. I looked on there. I can't I can't justify dropping 70 for a steel no book. Way. Yeah, no. Um, no. The movie was good, but it wasn't $70 good. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, um, there isn't much that... Uh, that would be worth paying. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still waiting for Halloween Kills to drop. There is some on there that are cheap, but they're they're dented, and I'm like, Ugh, nah, I'm a. I don't want my if, if it dents while I have it here. All right, it's my fault, but I'm not gonna buy one dented. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, the Batman on HBO Max. So if you guys didn't watch it yet, check it out. All right, and my random track this week, I'm going to go across the board, kind of a special, getting really excited. Uh, only days away from the Heim concert, uh, not a big uh, concert-going person, so I'm really excited. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I assume they're going to be playing a lot from uh, Women in Music Part 3. Uh, I think uh, the biggest crowd-pleasers, the most sing-along songs will be uh, – uh, gasoline and the steps uh, really curious since this is uh, in Berkeley and Bay Area and the natural rivalry between uh, North and so- Southern California like are they going to play Los Angeles and if they do I assume like uh, I don't think it'll be a bad reaction but I'm just curious to see uh, if it will be and then um, I know alone which was my favorite uh, track off the album and felt so iconic for the moment uh, when the album came out <laughs> way everything was uh, shut down so really excited and uh, yeah i don't know i know it's uh, up in the air now if you'll be able to make it but uh hoping yeah i know my f- fingers are crossed but then i'm thinking uh do i eat the ticket or do i try to sell it <laughs> so uh, i don't know um the uh, but yeah we got the we got the hotel, um, so we're good to go. We got the car. Oh, speaking yeah, of that, all, are you are you driving all, all the way to get her? Or she? No, yeah, I'm driving all the way to get her, and then we'll, we'll drive when? to the bay that night, Tuesday. Tuesday, okay. I'll drive to Merced, get her, and then yeah, we got the room Tuesday night, and then yeah, we'll be there all Wednesday. The show's Wednesday night, and then uh, early Thursday, I'll drive her back to Merced school, and then. Head back here. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopeful. Jade's, uh, Jade's excited uh, uh, to hang out with you. So hopefully. <laughs> well, does she have any she friends that want to go? Does she have any friends that want to go? She has but, uh, roommates at her house, you know, if it comes to it. But we're holding out to see if uh, yeah, we'll be able well, to make Tell her to throw it, to mention it if 
if anyone likes them and would like to go to see it, so I free ticket, so why not? Um, right. but if but if you but if you do have it, man, and um, oh, you don't have it printed. Is it all on your phone? It's all on the phone. Yeah, oh, shit. it's like you show them the app. Um. I don't know if need be if someone's outside wanting to go in, just say, "Well, you know, come with me," and then bring them in. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. get something out of it. Get a few dollars out of them. But I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, my fingers are crossed we'll that I go. Yeah, but yeah. At, today I was doing some maintenance on uh, on uh, Dark Lightning or Dark Thunder. I'm sorry, that's my truck. Uh, Change the oil, fix the headlights, uh, fix my license plate because I ran into something. Well. The, some bird or something flew into the front of my truck and dented my license plate. So I had to fix that and everything got it uh, up and going. Um, so, but uh, while I was out there, I was listening to um, uh, Anthrax's uh, 1987 album, Among the Living. Um, uh, this past Friday, tickets went on sale for the Anthrax show that's going to be in uh, Sacramento in july end of july i believe and it's gonna be hot and it's outside too so <laughs> i'm like uh, uh hopefully it'll be cool by the time they come on or at least the sun go down and it'll maybe drop to 80 uh, i don't know how hot it is <laughs> at night in uh, sacramento in the summer but um yeah uh, this is uh this is my all-time favorite band uh eric this will be his first time seeing them so he's juiced so yeah, among the living, I will have to pick. Uh, um, Imitation of Life. It's the the last track on the album. Uh, I'm gonna go with that. And that's the whole album rocks from beginning to end. But the last track, um, that was when yeah, that's when I was laying under the truck, uh, uh, taking the cork out <laughs> to drain the oil and. That song was on, and I was singing it while I was under there. So, yeah, um, check out uh, Imitation of Life from Anthrax's 1987 album, uh, Among the Living. And uh, all right, everyone. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. uh, Wednesday, high of 61, a low of 47, but it is going to be the evening. Uh, Bring a sweatshirt. Yeah. You're going to be cold. That's what I was thinking. I, I was like... Up until just this moment, I was like envisioning just wearing, you know, shorts and uh, t-shirt. But now I'm thinking, oh man, probably we can still wear shorts, but you're oh, always yeah, cold. Shorts. But uh, yeah, probably gonna need to do the the hoodie thing. <laughs> yeah. I'll see. I don't know if they're gonna be selling them. I know they're gonna sell shirts and all that, bro. Hmm, I don't know. Right? Yeah, bring one. Bring I'll a hoodie. Throw it over my. Hood. <laughs> yeah, bring a hoodie because I know you're gonna be cold. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can still wear your shorts, man, but bring a hoodie. Yeah, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure you're cold unless you're going to be dancing and singing hella hard and get all hot and sweaty. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, everybody, that is it uh, for this show. Uh, not quite three hours like we always go. I think we're just about two. But uh, some good news, and thank you for everyone that has purchased one already. We finally got our T-shirts on T Public, uh, the East Society one, as well as the uh, Macnes Podcast um, uh, one. So definitely uh, do yourself a favor and do us a favor and 
pick one up for us, please, because yeah, uh, we need it. <laughs> so, but uh, <laughs> yeah, just search E Society or, or MacNez on tpublic.com and uh, have at it. So, shout out to everyone that that has picked one up. Um, yeah, we sold a few of them, so um excited. I didn't know if anyone was going to, but um, these are just the old designs. We're going to have new designs. I, I'm talking to some artists that's going to do, uh, we're going to have two different um, E-Society ones. So uh, hopefully a graffiti one. I got to talk to my buddy and see if he can uh, knock one out for us. And um, maybe in probably a graffiti version of E-Society and a graffiti version of a MacNez one. Um, but uh, there's going to be another E-Society. Um, I'm Need to talk to my buddy. He might do a um, some animated versions of us and uh, put it on. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to if we're together. Just take pictures. Maybe it'll probably just be our faces. Um, and I'll just just make <laughs> just make my face a little bit slimmer because I don't keep the the the, the second chin out out of the picture. But I don't know. We'll figure. It out. That's just that's in the future, everyone. But for, as of now. We got those two designs on there on tpublic.com. Search E-Society or MacNez and uh, have at it. Uh, the links are, if you follow us on Twitter, uh, they, they put links there. If you follow if we're on Facebook, uh, go to the Facebook page. The links are there as well. And, um, yeah, follow us, Instagram, TikTok, to YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, everything, and all that. So, um, oh, uh, go over to Anchor as well. Shout out to Brian. We did a. Um, I still need to put that hip hop one up. I just I f- totally forgot about it. Uh, Brian oh. and I did um, forty hood movies uh, for Anchor for the Anchor lists. So go over there and uh, check that one out. Uh, we got a hip hop one, the disease one I did. Um, it's really short. I think it's like a half hour. So uh, I'm gonna throw that up um, probably. After you listen to this, go over there and listen to Anchor and listen to that. So, yeah, plenty more over there on Anchor, and uh, we got more for you guys. So, uh, fingers across that uh, I'll be at the Heim Show with the Zisu and Jade. But if you guys are down there, definitely look for the Zisu. Can't miss him. Super tall, and uh, he, he'll be there. <laughs> so, uh, he'll be riding. He'll I'll be riding. My shorts, my, yeah, my shorts I'm wearing are kind of stand out to you. Uh, uh, Golden State Warriors throwback 1970s splatter shorts, so that'll that'll stand out. <laughs> yeah, he'll be right. He'll be the one in the very front, uh, singing his yeah. heart out. <laughs> so, but, uh, all right, everybody. Oh, um, I will be down in Texas at uh, Texas Frightmare uh, nice. this week. This week, this coming weekend, uh, I will be there Friday only. That's the only day I'm going because uh, I'd like to go all week, all weekend, but. I don't know. I'm still iffy on uh, uh, on it, but I, I don't know. I did go to a con in Vegas, and I had a good time there. But um, I'll definitely do some, uh, hopefully, do some TikTok stuff and uh, pictures and all that while I'm down there. So if you guys are going to Texas Frightmare, I will be there Friday. Um, hopefully, I'll be wearing my uh, either E Society or my Magnus podcast shirt. I ordered, I ordered my own as well. So hopefully, uh, they'll be here before I take off. But yeah, all right, that'd be awesome. Uh, with that, um, just be safe out there. Hopefully, uh, we'll see you guys at the Heim Show and uh, as well as uh, Texas Frymer down in um, uh, Fort Worth, Texas. It's at the Fort Worth Airport or whatever it is. But anyway, um, just be safe out there. 
And uh, don't throw stuff on the field. And we'll see you guys next yeah. time. So until then, party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe. And we'll see you next time, you say.